Hello everybody, and welcome to the Soul Brew Podcast. You're listening to Season 4, Episode 5, called The Way I Are. Which, if you remember, if you're old enough, is an absolute banger from Timberland. In this podcast, Steve and I discuss our results from the Big 5 Personality Trait Comp... Uh, questionnaire, not competition. Well, Stephen makes it a competition, <laughs> as you'll hear in the podcast of how just how great he is. No, um, we talk about our results, how they're not neither good nor bad. You'll find all the links to the questionnaires in the bio. And if you would ever like to buy Stephen or myself a cup of coffee, you can do so by going to our Instagram, going to our link tree, and we have a donation page there for buy me a coffee. With the money, we uh, reinvest it back into the podcast through merchandising or through equipment and trying to make the podcast better for everybody involved. So, yeah, if you would like to buy us a cup of coffee, please do so with the link in our bio of our Instagram. Without further ado, here's Stephen and I's breakdown of the Big Five personality traits. So, today's episode is called The Way I Are. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, oh, oh. What did I forget? Cut it back there, about 25% there, squirrely Dan. We didn't talk about coffee yet. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Take it from here. <laughs> <laughs> we are drinking uh, some leftover coffee from Kibben, because Kibben has now closed. Kibben is where Aidan frequented for the summer. Frequented, yeah. He sold delicious coffee and treats, and we are drinking the... Final bag of it. The final bag of it, yeah. We have uh, Brazil from Belzean. <laughs> from Belzean. Um, roaster is Nico Sunko. You can find him on Instagram, but you can also just find Belzean on Instagram. Um, if you've been on any of our socials, you'll find them somewhere at some point. So we're drinking espresso today. So if you don't have an espresso machine at home, probably not ideal to buy espresso beans. But Belzean as a whole, <clears throat> highly recommend um, any of them any of their beans so that's what we're drinking today so nothing fancy Bellion is our podcast coffee of the day mm-hmm. on the 7th of, of October so we just wanted to get that in there before we started into the podcast yes uh, and today's episode is called The Way I Are as we mentioned which is a throwback tune it's not Thursday but throwback Friday because that is a tune and a half by Timbaland if you want to check that out give you Stephen how does the tune go? Dun, 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 dun. You can't handle me the way I are. Something like that. That's not <laughs> Go on, how does it go? Uh, uh, no, you're the musical one out of the two of us. I wouldn't want to, you know. Insert tune here. Uh, <laughs> check it out. It's a good, feel good tune. And it's called that because today we are talking about the big five personality traits. So there are tests for this. Aiden and I have done different tests. The one I did was Truity.com, the big five personality test, which accurately measures your key personality traits. And the five key traits are openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. Don't agree with that. That was terrible. That's terrible. so bad. Embarrassing. <laughs> But you are open to the idea of having the discussion. I am open to the idea of having the discussion, yes. And where did you do your test? I did my test on understandmyself.com. I had to pay for my test. I can't remember how much it was. 10 
dollars. I was looking at it earlier. Ten dollars used to be the ten dollars. So uh, I get the free one. So my test results are much more comprehensive than Stevens. Um, and we're not going to go into it today as in within that detail. But if you're looking for something that's more detailed, you could definitely go to understandmyself.com. Um, I suppose we should start talking about why we did the tests. Because mm-hmm. um, I was thinking about this just to try and give you a little bit of um, background context. And I think before you do that, I'll just give a I have a one line oh. one liner on each one here. Okay. Um, because I know I just said five words there, but people could be thinking, what do these even mean? So openness oh, yeah. is how open a person is to new ideas and experiences. Conscientiousness is how goal-directed, directed, persistent, and organized a person is. Extroversion is how much a person is energized by the outside world. Agreeableness is how much a person puts others' interests and needs ahead of their own. And neuroticism is how sensitive a person is to stress and negative emotional triggers. Continue. Thank you. <laughs> um, I did this test at the start of the year. When we had talked on previous podcasts about those days where I was sitting at the kitchen table trying to figure out what I was going to do. Um, I just kind of like lost a job and was just a lot of turmoil was going on at the time um, and so I was trying to find some answers and also I would genuinely have an interest in myself <laughs> a wee fancy to myself <laughs> you remember they'd say that saying that boy's a bit of a fancy to himself doesn't he <laughs> uh, yeah really. and you would I have an interest in the way I operate um, and why I am the way I are oh, nice that was nice I just like to understand myself as well as I like to understand others. Um, and if you've ever kind of had a conversation with me, you'll know I'll pick them sort of questions. That's what I find interesting. I find people interesting. I think we're an interesting animal. And funny, I was actually out on Sunday night. I haven't been out in, I don't know, anyway. And it's just like people watching. And it's like, we're so mad. We're such a mad animal. Like, we're so strange. <laughs> You know, we're so interesting though. Just people out drinking and partying and some lads going mad and some lads not going mad. Not going mad and just it's just mad. It's just very interesting. So I find all that very interesting. Um but I really wanted to kinda know myself better so that I could probably handle myself a bit better. So that's what prompted me to do the um assessment. Yeah, and it's it's similar but not really similar to the test we did in previous episodes if you go back to emotional intelligence wasn't mm-hmm. it? Um, if you scroll that one t- kind of tells you more what your saboteurs are isn't it yeah, yeah but it's kind of like a similar in terms of like it asks questions about yourself and it, although it's not the same things you're looking at yeah it gives you a better idea of how you work and how your mind works yeah. and it's not this isn't like this isn't one of those tests that makes you feel good about yourself like everything on this test has like good and not so good things about who you are as a person and it's about knowing them so that you can play them to your advantage rather than detriment but it's not one of those tests that make you oh i'm this such and such a person it's like 
you're this and you need to work on this if you don't want to be like that sort of thing. So it's not like a fluffy test, I'd imagine. So don't be going into this thinking that you're going to get told nice things about who you are. It really can be, some of it can be a little bit like the emotional intelligence test where there is some things that you might not want to admit to um, that you want to work on. I suppose it depends on the results, doesn't it? If you're, I'm quite happy with my results, I think. I'll go through them now. I'll yeah. go through them now shortly. You're a high score and everything. <laughs> no, the one I'm a low score on, that's yeah. the one I kind of wanted to be a low score on. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll get into each one. We'll give each one about five minutes of discussion here. Um, yeah, so we suggest you do the test if you want first, maybe. Um, Pause us here. Uh, have a go at the test if you want to sort of play along as such and maybe from there you can sort of see what it means more so my test results have basically a three-liner on what the results mean and um, i think the test i did you can actually buy a full complete report and um, so maybe i will someday but um mine are more brief it just gives a percentile a percentage of where I am and then a little description whereas Aiden's results gives a percentage and a way deeper understanding of what they might mean so Aiden what will we go with first um <clears throat> we'll go with we'll go with the list that I have in front of me so the first one that I have in front of me is agreeableness mm-hmm. and I am in the 71st percentile which means if I was in the room of 100 people I would be 71 people more agreeable i'd be 71 i would agree better than 71 percent of of people in the room <laughs> and uh less than 29 <laughs> that's where i am that's, let's yeah. just go with percentages yeah right? yeah but it's kind of cool yeah it can experience so agreeableness describes a person's tendency to put others needs ahead of their own so if you're high in agreeableness you experience a great deal of empathy and tend to get pleasure out of serving and taking care of others. I am 75%. No, not a competition, but a big win. <laughs> but oh, this, Jesus. as we said, is about looking after others and caring for others. I would say the two of us are quite high on that. And just like being warm and considerate towards other people and... Yes. Yeah. So my understanding of it, although it's 75%, so there's 25%, I think it's it's a healthy measure, to be honest, mm-hmm. because you don't want to be always thinking of others. So I would say someone that might have a very high score in this might not care for themselves as mm-hmm. much as others, therefore it could be detrimental. So maybe the two of us are leaning towards that age of things. What do you think? Yeah, and I guess that's what I meant by the advantages and disadvantages of the results from these tests. Is like, it's not there to kind of make you feel good about yourself. It's more there to show you where you are, sort of thing. So that's a perfect example of what I was trying to explain. If you were, say, that 100th person in the room, the chances are you might let people walk over you or you might put so many more things before yourself. And that's not a good thing, you know. So I think probably we're in around a very healthy balance whereas if you're down at the lower end it's like you always put yourself first before mm-hmm. others before taking other people into consideration and i'd imagine you'd be more likely to be sort of a selfish person which wouldn't be in my nature um 
No, I don't think that's a good trait. I look both. <coughs> there's extremes in both. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you need to be selfish at times. Yeah, of course. Think about yourself. So, and that's the thing. Having a high score or a low score mightn't even really be a good thing. You're mm-hmm. kind of looking for a balanced score, which I think this one is. Uh, and I think we are quite empathetic towards others. Um, I think this podcast was kind of almost built on empathy towards others and mm-hmm. encouragement of these type of discussions. Um, I think your test gives you a bit more description of a couple of other things. Is there anything yeah. that stands out on well, your brevelness? Actually, it goes into, mine goes into a subdivision and I the subdivision is politeness and compassion. But I am 91% in compassion, one of my highest scoring. So I'm a very compassionate person according to this. And what does that mean? I'm primarily interested in the problems of other people and other living things. Which I think I've already said at the start of the podcast. Yeah. That would be very true of me. You know, the questions that I would ask people and problem solving and wondering what's going on in their lives. And mm-hmm. so and I would have compassion towards that. Um so that's my that's a more detail that, that mine test that my test has. Um Do you think that high level of compassion could be detrimental to yourself? Absolutely. Yeah. You know and funny that's when I started personal training when I was when I had the gym obviously you're doing a lot of one-to-ones with people and you're just you build up quite a a strong relationship with someone that you might be spending an hour with three times a week and I found that you know like if someone's really overweight or maybe even really underweight there's generally a, a reason for it and if you start scratching at the surface sometimes you can find out more stuff than what you were expecting to find out you know, it's not just that you eat more food than eat more calories than you're supposed to. There's a reason sometimes why you eat more calories. And I just found it got very heavy, very quick for me. Um, and I was also a cub at the time. So I was like Pop. 21, 22, 23. And I was listening to like all these people's problems and I couldn't fix them. You know, I was just, a, I'm just, I was just a personal trainer. Like I wasn't qualified to deal with any of that stuff. So it actually got pretty heavy on me um and found that like i was taking on way more stuff than that were not my monkeys you know so yeah i can see why having such high compassion levels can be detrimental as well i've got better at handling that you know Mm -hmm. i can listen to people's problems now and walk away from it much better yeah without taking it without taking it with me really and that's a tough thing to do as well and that's there's a reason why psychotherapists and psychologists have to go to therapy themselves. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's heavy taking mm-hmm. on problems and like they were saying, that one to one, like you're gonna get people tend to trust their PT. Yeah. Um and do open up, especially to someone like yourself that might ask the right questions. Yeah. Um so I suppose that is something to be cautious of when asking people questions that are deep at a level yeah. that might give an answer you kinda an answer that you're hoping for but also when someone gives it yeah you don't know what to do with it at times yeah i guess you're trying to find out <clears throat> with pt and that like you're trying to get people's habits and behaviors with food and exercise to change and kind of understand where they're coming from first so sometimes they give you answers and it's like i wasn't expecting that mm-hmm. you know i wasn't expecting you to be eating like that because of something that happened at such a time you know so um 
Yeah, so that's a little bit about the agreeableness and the compassion. Yeah, so I won that round. <laughs> 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 so what's next on your list there because mine are a bit easier to get to you oh yeah if you want to go with your list there and not you books to be going I have through, books so. to be going uh, conscientiousness conscientiousness perfect yeah so um, conscientiousness is um, about being dutiful and um, your obligation your attention to detail your hard work your persistence your cleanliness your efficiency and adherence to rules things like that there so if you're a conscientious person you're kind of the person who would say well i'm going to do x y and z and you actually go and do it you execute it you know mm -hmm. so it's like a discipline yeah self-discipline and control yourself sticking out things yeah. yeah i got 69 percent yes on that one 72 <laughs> percent well i would argue that's actually a poor <laughs> score <laughs> Of course you would. <laughs> I love. I can't wait till we get to the point on like uh, narcissism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've two guy on that one. Again. So I think again, look, we're pretty even there. There's very little between them scores in around seventy percent. Same with the last one, where I think we are both quite self-disciplined, and even through our exercise regime and our sleep and our eating, we'd be fairly disciplined in that. And in terms of pursuing our goals. We, we're hard workers I would say mm -hmm. I would say sorry grafters grafters absolutely and I would also say so it says here low scorers are impulsive and easily sidetracked I would say that's for people that might score below 30 40 I would say where we're probably losing scores is that even though we're disciplined I think we're actually quite balanced yeah happy to not go to the gym because I didn't go to the gym today because yeah. I have too much on too much and that's on. fine exactly yeah yeah or if it's a someone's birthday or someone yeah but see I think that's what um I think that's what leads to consistency over time right so I didn't go to the gym today because I have too much on I'm leaving tomorrow and I have to get so much stuff done today but like if I was, I think for myself personally, if I made myself go to the gym today and made myself go to the gym tomorrow and then when I arrive on Sunday go to the gym, I, my stress levels would start going up and up and up and I'd be detesting myself going to the gym because it's like, you don't have time for this just now. But I think by taking today off, I know that I'll want to get back to it again on Monday and build in that consistency again, whereas actually it was funny I was at the gym yesterday um, and I seen this guy who I hadn't seen in a while right I actually haven't seen him all summer and I had a couple of conversations with him at the start of summer and I'm kind of into bodybuilding I'm into bodybuilding I'm into like powerlifting and but I'm not either one of them but bodybuilding itself is an insane sport in terms of how committed you need to be because not only do you have to train but you have to eat to the gram around training mm -hmm. and when i had conversations with him at the start of summer i was like jesus i was like like you've so much on like it's not sustainable and i hadn't seen him all summer and i seen him yesterday and i had that conversation or, and i was like oh you know like where have you been and he's like oh he says my head just went out of it and i just stopped it completely and he goes to me he goes oh you got a bit bigger since and i said yeah i said like i've been just chipping away at it 
nice slowly slowly catchy donkey all summer i said like i still had loads of pints still had loads of pizza still had out loads and i just thought in that moment it's like you were trying to go at 100 miles an hour mm-hmm. and i was trying to go at 70 miles an hour consistently you know like um and i stuck at it even though i had a lot on this summer no, and I don't know what went on in his life, but he was trying to do everything so much that he sickened himself and he couldn't keep up with it. And he came off it completely for about six weeks, which is fine. But I think being consistent is about stepping back, but not coming off the wagon completely. Is that making yeah. sense? That's what I'm saying here. 100%. And I see it often with different people that it's like, right, I'll go now, gym three times a week and couple other things a couple times a week and then eventually it just they miss one and that's it and that's it yeah, yeah. same with like eating or whatever and I think it's uh, and we're talking about fitness stuff here but yeah. same can be done if you're trying to open your own business mm-hmm. or if you're trying to um, study alongside your work or whatever it is like if you just consistently chip away chip away chip away and even if you're only chipping at 70% mm-hmm you know which is still loads you're in that higher percentage all of the time than trying to do 100 percent some of the time yeah you know i guess it's the horse and the or not the horse the hare and the turtle sort of thing you know you've mentioned five animals in this <laughs> animal mad so far um my well we go into the subdivisions absolutely yeah. the subdivisions on um conscientiousness is industrious industriousness and already lit Orderliness, <laughs> clearly not good at England. Um, England not very good. <laughs> Me no speak no Americano. Uh, industriousness um, is like people who are successful in school and administrative and managerial positions. Um, they do not live to work. However, they do not always have to be doing something useful. So I'm actually forty four percent in that. So I'm actually that's a lower score in that. The higher score is in the order which i'm 88 percent okay so again taking all this with a pinch of salt yeah i believe that's a decent score i'm kind of happy with that i don't really want to be more disciplined or orderly um and don't want to be more sidetracked so i'm kind of happy yeah. with I suppose, okay one, you're one. just so balanced one one so balanced bro man Come on, move this along. Your, on. Sha- your, your chakras are just on point. Extroversion. Well, no. <clears throat> Mine's is exceptionally high. Mine is quite high. What is yours? <laughs> I don't know if one is 96%. Oh, Jesus. Genie Mac, yeah. Dangerous. Yeah. I would suggest. Mine is high too. I thought mine was dangerous. <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. Yeah. So mine is 79%. And. I blew you out of the water there. Extroversion describes a person's inclination to seek stimulation from the outside world. So uh, what I meant by dangerous there is that you're almost seeking all your stimulation from the outside world, Mm. not inside, which we've talked about a lot, how, you know, being comfortable with yourself. And I would say when I was 18 until I was about 25, my extroversion would have been nearly 100%. I had no real comprehension of how happiness can come from within or how contentment can come from within 
or love can come from within. Whereas even though my score is quite high, that's because I just bounce off other people and I do, I'm definitely an extrovert. But I've realized in the last few years how important stepping back and being an introvert every now and then mm-hmm. recharges the soul a little bit. Um, why do you think yours is so high, Aiden? And do you think that's good or bad or just is? There's no such thing as good or bad, is there? Um, I... See, I'm not... Some of the things... I, like with all these some of the things that's saying there, I'm like that doesn't really sound like me but like I know I'm more extroverted than introverted yeah. but like I do live alone and mm. I do spend a lot of like most of my life is sort of lived by myself if that makes sense as in like I don't live in a house full of people or I don't have to work around family or I spend a lot of time in my own house by myself and quite comfortable to do that but my work all the jobs that I've had are definitely around other people. And when I look back over my life, um, it's funny, I had this moment the last day when we were all sitting in my kitchen on Sunday. Um, Monday. No, it was so- oh, Monday. Yes, it was Monday. Um, and I had the coffee machine in the house and there was like, ah, there must have been about five or six people here, maybe seven, whatever it was. And I grew up always around friends like I always had friends growing up at the house or was at somebody else's house and it's like oh, I've kind of carried this over and tattled and like um surrounded by friends and surrounded by people so again I like people I like humans I think we're interesting I would spend a lot of time with them um <laughs> with them yeah you know some people don't like humans they like animals you that's know? true yeah or they like machines or so that's probably why I'm scoring so high in extroversion I don't think I'm I don't think I'm worried about it because I think I can do okay by myself. I don't need to always be around people. You know, I'm quite happy to chill out by myself as well. Um so I'm not too worried about it, but I can see how people can feed off that and feel the need to always be the center of attention or always in the limelight or well, that really doesn't bother me. Like if we're in a if we're in a group circle I don't need to be the one dominating the conversation or I don't need to be the one that everyone's eyes are on or anything. I'm just happy to be there, you know, where some people, you know, you see that in groups, there's one person who completely takes control of the attention. I don't think I'm that person. Sometimes all that could nearly be a sign of insecurity if someone has taken over. Mm, maybe, yeah. I left one the end of that sentence out when I described extroversion because it describes a person's inclination to seek stimulation from the outside world especially in the form of attention from other people and i'll go on and go therapy on your ass here now that's okay (laughs) there we go bring you back to episode one and even uh, of this series and season three where you talked about how you're finding the toughest part when you before you open kibben because before you open Kibben is when you really spend time by yourself mm-hmm. and that's when you struggle the most and you talked about how opening Kibben changed all that mm-hmm. mainly because of seeing people not even seeing talking to people but even watching people having a good time or hearing mm-hmm. people have a good time have you thought about that and how maybe being in, more introverted or working more in on your introverted side 
could prevent that from happening again? That low that you experienced prior to opening, Kevin? The low I experienced prior to opening, Kevin, was circumstantial. And it wasn't due to me spending time by myself. Although what got you out of it was being extroverted. So say I would say I would say what got me out of it was being conscientious. And the fact that I said that I was going to do something and I did it. And I worked at it. And it gave me something to <clears throat> lift up and strive towards and work towards. The offset of that was obviously brought more people back into my life again and got me socializing again i suppose but that low that i was in had mm, i know it was circumstantial but yeah. what i'm saying is say them circumstances happened again in some way and you didn't have the kibben to bring you out is there a danger of struggling further if you know what i mean well i know what you're saying yeah and i, I agree yeah it was a mixture of conscientiousness and you know I'm going to know now in the next couple of weeks. Mm. Again, because I'm going to be in a country. I don't speak the mother tongue. I don't have essentially core people there or family. So I will be spending a good bit of time by myself again. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how I am with that. Yeah. I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm absolutely, well, see, I'm open to the thought of maybe that I don't do so well by myself. Um, I'm not going to, deny or I know I'm pushing you even yeah. I'm just sort of thinking um, you know I don't think I think you do spend quite a bit of time and quite I think you're quite introspective as well so you do look at yourself and assess yourself mm-hmm. and I am surprised that you're that high mm. because I don't, I, th- yeah. I don't think you <clears throat> seek attention from other people I think you appreciate being around other people that would be my synopsis of it um, but that's why I'm just kind of pushing it a wee bit because I don't think I think you're similar to me that definitely extrovert but appreciate and enjoy being introverted from time to time I would say I would be wrong or right on that yeah I'm just reading through some of the examples here that would that would I would say be more like me um, so en- enthusiasm um they warm up remarkably quickly to other people so like i definitely have like i warm up mm. to people very quickly because other people are quite cold um and then the other one then is assertiveness um so they have like uh, a communication style that's often associated with leadership they're knowledgeable competent and able so it's not just i guess needing attention uh, yeah you know I think that why is why you probably score high is because I'm sure you get that all the time. You're someone that people can open up to quite easily yeah. because I warm up to them quickly. Yeah. Friendliness, approachableness, which would that. also tie in into the compassion side of things. Yes. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's a high score. Um, Again, yeah. taking with a pinch of salt doesn't Absolutely. mean good or bad or anything. Just gives you an idea of where you're at gives you an idea of where you are and if you do think you need to work one way or another <coughs> maybe that little sort yeah. of push maybe um, my score is obviously perfect okay people realise I'm messing here with most of this I uh, the next one on my list here is neuroticism 
Yes. Have you an explanation of what that is? So neuroticism describes a person's tendency to experience negative emotions, including fear, sadness, anxiety, guilt, and shame. Not so, like a good bit of old Catholic guilt, eh? Hey? Uh-huh. <laughs> Catholic guilt and shame. Huh? Makes it all the better, doesn't it? <laughs> you heard, have you heard Tommy Tiernan talking about that yet? <laughs> Collective guilt. Yeah. So while everyone experiences these emotions from time to time, some are, people are more prone to them than others. So if you are high in neuroticism, you're more likely to react to a situation with fear, anger, sadness, and the like. Whereas low neuroticism means you're more likely to brush off a misfortune and move on. Well, I know where you score on this right away. Go on. Uh, you must be down around, I'm going to say, 40%. You think it'll be that low? I think you're about that, I'd say. 6%. Stop. You don't give a shit about anything. I don't give a fuck about <laughs> you, about anything. <laughs> I was quite what? surprised. Six percent? Yeah, that's extremely low. Well, if you're in a room of a hundred people, you would be six in the light. <laughs> wow, that's very low. Yeah. So what does that mean about you? It means I can just brush shit off and just get on with it and again, this is probably the one thing I've worked on the most okay. in the last five to six years. Because I definitely would have when I look back through my early 20s and late teens, I would say I had some sort of like um, anxious tendencies and like that need. I definitely would have been way higher on the extroversion because I needed people to like me. And that's what I've worked on the most. And I, I still think I care for others, mm-hmm. but I don't care what they think about me or if someone insults me, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. I know people don't like me. I know people aren't going to like me. And not everyone's going to like me. They're missing out. I'm a delight. (laughs) (laughs) You can't see this, right? But Stephen Doak and Daniel Doak have this thing where they can absolutely deadpan say something and there's no expression on their face and it still catches me out. I'm actually wondering if they're serious or not sometimes. <laughs> we need to start recording our podcast with video so you can see how deadpan he says he thinks. <laughs> not sure. Oh, God, I am on a mess. Um, but I would tend to, yeah, it's something I've worked on. I do uh, and could still work on uh, when something does upset me a little bit. And it still does to a certain extent. But I'm very good, I think, at moving on from that type of stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> I definitely do admire um, you for that. So, like, obviously, we spend a lot of time together, and I can see how you brush things off. And I'm definitely not so good at brushing things off. I will admit that. So, I'm a good, nearly sixty points higher than you. There, I'm in the sixty seventh percentile um, of you. And but then again, there's like pinch, pinch of salt things that don't that I don't agree with but there is things like what you had said there like uh, anxiety not so much sadness maybe I would I would have more emotions of sadness I would be sad about things um, and even like in the last day like there's there's certain things that, that I'm very sad about because I'm leaving the country tomorrow so like I would experience those emotions and I definitely had it last night when I said goodbye to my granny 
um and was yeah so i i would feel those things and i don't know how like what for me in that instance it's like you're leaving your country you're not going to see your granny now for the next two months and i'm sad about that and i find that hard to brush off sometimes you know so when people say oh are you excited about going i'm like yeah i am excited but i'm also sad and i think what that is for me is i don't think i think people just think i can up and go and that it doesn't affect me and i want them to know both sides of the coin so i am happy to up and go and go on my adventure for the next six months but it doesn't mean that my life wasn't good here or that i wasn't happy here or that i'm not sad about leaving here if that makes sense why is it important to you that they know both sides of the coin because that's the truth but does it matter if they know the full truth or not it doesn't matter if they know it or not but it matters to me that i'm living the full truth and the full truth is yes i'm excited to go but i'm also sad about going and that otherwise i'm denying myself of telling people how i actually feel if i said oh yeah i'm excited about going that's it i don't give a shit about anything else that's not true of me then you're denying yourself the excitement of leaving and no i don't think i'm de- i don't think i'm denying i think i'm just taking in all the different emotions that i feel about it and i'm also anxious about going i'm wondering how am i going to get on i'm wondering am i going to be content so there's there's definitely anxiety there um there's sadness about going but there's also excitement about going and happiness about going so i guess just trying to feel all the feels but sometimes probably what this is sort of saying is i can get caught up in some of those feelings yes you know whereas i'm nearly the opposite where I, I, although i don't get angry or sad or fearful that much I you don't just get hungry and tired really <laughs> feed me feed me and sleep me wouldn't you i don't get a huge amount of excitement either which is all the detrimental mm. part of my neuroticism being low is like you know when something exciting happens like it's almost like I'm mono. You're just no crack? Mono. Just yeah. mono. That's what I mean, the whole deadpan thing. Just exactly, like... Exactly. Yeah. The fact that I can do... I can say outrageously... Outrageous things <laughs> in a deadpan... Manner. Manner. Like, yeah. it's because... Not because it's... Um, but part of it is that... I don't get wildly excited about really anything that when, much. Li- I do get a little bit excited about What's that? you got excited about something? Me leaving... <laughs> can't wait can't wait for him to go <laughs> you're wrecking my head <laughs> stuck with that man for ages you know whereas you might get excited about small things maybe mm-hmm. would you would you say yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, well I, excited probably isn't the word I would use I would say look forward to yeah yeah. I don't know I do still look forward to and do love things and do enjoy things but I definitely like you know um, say even being offered a job recently that didn't give me wild excitement or wild excitement it just sort of is almost like a tick the box kind of thing mm-hmm. which is not ideal either i don't think so I, do you think you're denying yourself then of those feelings no i don't think so i just don't think i maybe i am like well if you are sad about something are you are you saying to yourself eh, didn't care about it anyway or are you saying, I'm not really sad about that? 
So think of it as a as a scale, right? Mm-hmm. And on the right side is highly excitable, and mm-hmm. on the left side is high in terms of sadness and anxiety. Mm-hmm. I tend to be close to the middle, no matter what. Yeah, I like it because before I might have been high on uh, higher or, and lower. Yeah, gone both ways. Way. <laughs> <laughs> But now <laughs> I'm definitely in the middle, and I like it. I'm quite content. well. You're in the grey area, which is good. I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, look, pinch of salt, um, and you sort of have to look at these things as I can still improve these things, or if it's good at the moment, keep working so that I mm-hmm. keep it good. Yeah. And yeah. um, which is what the both of us do. I think. I think so. Any further questions? Robert? Yeah. But you're not. I'm not convinced. Not convinced about what? Well, I, I don't know if I'm not convinced. I, I kind of feel <clears throat> feel sad <laughs> that you don't get to be excited about things, you know. Because I think that for me, that's like I like being excited about things. But that's so. your neuroticism coming into yeah. play there. That you're sad that I don't get excited. Yeah. But I'm happy I don't get excited. <laughs> Very you good. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, yeah. You, you're yeah. that is your both. I would say you're both uh, your extroversion and neuroticism mm. both coming into play because they're both high. That you're thoughtful and compassionate towards me is that oh I feel that he feels sad a little bit because he doesn't get that to look forward to things yeah. yeah whereas I'm quite happy just being I still yeah. look forward to things like yeah. uh, you know I look forward to new starts and I look forward to meeting people I was looking forward to doing this episode today okay good yeah looking forward to meeting our friends later on you know like but, yeah. but not to a high end that say right if it going, didn't happen that you would be yeah exactly yeah so if we were going for a a swim at five o'clock with a few friends this evening and say something happened that I mm. couldn't go or whatever I'm not going to get down about that it's like alright yeah. So yeah you're very good like that whereas I'd be like well I don't know if I'd be too upset but yeah I'd be like ah damn I was kind of looking forward to that yeah you know that sort of thing but yeah definitely something to think it's an about interesting one yeah mm. yeah we've okay one left, we have one left um, which is openness to experience I would say two of us are quite high in this alright well, do you want to explain maybe what it is to the people first? To the people. To the people. Openness describes a person's tendency to think in abstract, com- abstract, complex ways. High scorers tend to be creative, adventurous, and intellectual, who enjoy playing with ideas and discovering novel experiences. Whereas low scorers tend to be practical, conventional, and focused on the concrete, and tend to avoid unknown and follow more traditional ways. Mm. So, my score for that is eighty-seven point five percent. You two open close up. <laughs> Mine is forty-one, which I'm surprised about. And I think we have theorized why. We've theorized why because I, when I was asking answering these questions, when I was asking about abstract ideas, I was thinking about like art and contemporary music and things like that there and that and i was like i don't have a clue about any of that stuff and i don't really understand it but i think what it meant by abstract ideas was the conversations that we have are kind of abstract ideas or like things you can't touch or see you know the things that we talk about so i scored low on that but in the subdivision of it which i have in my results one is intellect which is low and it's not to do with IQ, it's to do with 
intellect is a measure of abstract ideas. Um, and the other one is openness, which I'm 75% dial in. So mm-hmm. that brings me back up into what I think your description is there, which would more be more fitting towards yeah, what I'm like. The, that percentage, 75-ish percent, yeah. I would say, would be more accurate to your personality, mm-hmm. personally. Um, and why are you score, did you score high in that? What's the traits of that part? Um, moderately open, creative people find beauty important. Without the outlet for creativity, their ability may have some difficulty thriving. They like art and beautiful crafts and more sensitive to color and architectural form. So even there saying art. Yeah. My view of art used to be paintings. But now my view of art is music. Yeah. Is podcasts is you know, anything dance. Mm. Anything can be art even how you make a coffee, that's art. Yeah. Like the I've swan noticed it I, this one. I've noticed it in if you actually look at the Kibben um Instagram page, um find beauty important i have a lot of photos of flowers up mm-hmm. i find flowers very beautiful and it's just i know it sounds weird it's not something i've ever kind of copped onto but like i could walk past something and, and see a flower and stop and s- smell the roses sort of thing mm-hmm. so it's even things that you're not even aware of that you find yes. and i like the drive to drive up to kibben up that green road i need we need we'll, we'll need to post a photo of it because it is just it is stunning yeah. like it's unbelievable like landscapes and that so maybe that would be more of what would capture me yeah than a, say a picture on the wall well that's it nature can be yeah the same thing like the walks in the forest park or going to the beach or whatever all exactly. that sort of ties in i think um and again being 100 percent open i'd imagine would be very erratic yeah. and yeah. very like scattered which I don't think I am really, but I think mine would be more open. There was a couple. Of, there was a couple of artists who came to me during the summertime, and they were uh, nuts. Like, <laughs> couldn't I could not keep up with them? And like, I can get on very many different levels with people. Like, I can talk about farming. I can talk yeah. about football, and but like some of them artists, I was just like, no. Anyway, I think that's enough about me and you. I we should so. hand it back over to the people who are listening to us. Yes. If you want to do the more detailed test again, folks, it's on understandmyself.com. And if you're happy with Stephen's test, truity, T-R-U-I-T dot com. We'll put the links in the description yep. for you to check out. Take it with a pinch of salt. It's Dis- good to have a look within yourself. I think it's good to discuss it with a friend because now if we, as we've gone through it, it's helped me analyze it more because sometimes when you're just reading information you're taking it and you're not questioning it yeah which is just there now we pulled that out so um if you do do it you know do it with a friend or something like that there where you can be more open to interpretation of it yeah um and i think i won that (laughs) (laughs) we definitely need to do like a neurotic or a narcissism test to see who scores the highest in that competitiveness and narcissistic yeah so um also we'll we'll wrap it up um buymeacoffee.com if you want to support the podcast we'd really appreciate that so you'll find the link in our social media you can go in if you would buy us a coffee in real life um you can go and buy us a coffee there and we put that money straight back into the podcast again so we'd really appreciate that yeah we are always striving to improve and also if it's still online and available you can donate to Coltober 
or you can join our team or join us for a dip yep. if you still have time and if it's not october again you can just find help link mental health on social media thank you for listening peace, peace and, and love, love.